Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 477, recorded live on Sunday, September 11th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who went golfing this week, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who went golfing this morning, Andy Lowe. Hi. You went golfing! You went golfing? (laughs) I did. I also did, but... I I did a a scramble, so I sort of went golfing. Oh, so you did a a best ball scramble? Yeah. Because a scramble just means that everybody's starting out on different holes. That's what a scramble is. Oh, I did a best ball scramble. So it was you and three other people on your team versus another team of four people. Yep. And then from every shot you picked the the ball you wanted to continue with um so in nine holes we scored 37 not bad nope except it was a par three course oh but but uh i i usually measure my my golf score based on how many balls did i end with versus how many did i start with (laughs) and so i actually was up five balls by the end of the day oh my there was one one hole right along the edge where there was just a lot of brush, and if you're willing to walk into it and poke around, there were a lot of balls in there. Yeah, the golf club that I went to, um, it's a private membership golf club. There's actually no public golfing there. Okay. Um, Are you a member? No. Kate uh, won the summer reading contest for the library. Ah, so she won this goodie bag full of gift certificates and like t-shirts and hats and that sort of stuff there. And in there was a waiver for, um, or not a waiver, a voucher for a round for two at this golf course. And so since my brother-in-law uh, and I did some golfing before, they were in town. So I'm like, hey, you know, two of us could go golfing here. So we got up this morning, did 18 holes. Wow. And I... I shot a hundred and hundred and thirty on a I think it was a par seventy two. Okay. Um but if you're if we're counting lost balls, um I did not lose any on the first fourteen holes, but those last four holes I lost seven. Whoa. Yeah, no, it was kind of funny because we're you know, we're, we're new there, so we're talking to the guy and he's like, Oh yeah, no, the front nine's pretty good, the back nine's not bad, just wait for those final holes. And you know, every, everybody we talked to while we're on the course are like, Oh, you guys better prepare for those last four holes and we're like what are you guys talking about? This doesn't seem too bad. Be? Yeah. Well, the first one is a par three. Where what's, it's, what's the name of the course? The Moors, I think. The Moors Golf Club in Portage? Yes. Okay. And, and Google Maps. And let's see this thing. That is a big open spot at the beginning. Yeah. Hold on. I'm pulling up the uh, website here. See if I can get the course tour to load. Let's see. What hole is that? Hole 12? No, it's par five. Ah, yes. Hole 15 is where it starts. Uh, hole 15 is a par 3 where it's you, water, gr- uh, green. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't hit the green right, you're you, in the water. You are in the water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking to see if I can find the a map of the actual course or a picture of the course. Oh, cool. Hole 14, you said. Hole 15. Right? Hole 15. Yes. Is a par 3. Yes. And... Oh! Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we where's do that. The, where's the T? It's on one side of the water. The green is on the other. Okay. That's that's a time. It's like a little almost an island. Yes. That you are shooting for. That's a huge green, though. That That's I mean, as long as you get on the island, you're pretty much there. Except <laughs> the two bunkers. 
And then um, hole 16, you're shooting over a marsh, which right now was so overgrown. I got to the tee box and I'm standing there going, I don't know where I'm actually supposed to hit this ball. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see anything. I'm just like, am I supposed to go over this way? I'm not exactly sure. There's some stuff over there. Oh. Is that us? No, that's the next hole. All right. So yeah, and there was that one. And then hole 17, it's got a water hazard right in front of the green as again. So you have to hit it long and then short and then over some more marsh yeah and then oh, there's hole, hole 14 okay yeah hole 18 has got just marsh all the way on the right side so you know if you're accidentally hooking and slicing your way into the marsh yeah you're kind of screwed yeah that is a big marsh too yeah it is i'm, I'm still looking at hole 15 with that like it's just a it, you have to basically like chip it up over the the water yes by chipping i mean like it's a 40 yard drive over the water but still like once you get it right there it's, just, it's not too bad no it's just that factor of you're sitting there and like you look down and all there is is water you have no <laughs> yeah no it's it's like immediately water yeah no fun fact this course um at one point uh was a u.s like open uh qualifier course sort of thing there so we're talking like pga tour yeah so the idea of if, if you can get through this course you're okay to compete in the pga that sort of thing, or at least for the U.S. Open. Okay. But yeah, no, that was... Uh... That's a rough course. No, like I said, the first part was fine. That last bit, though, was just, oh my gosh. Well, cool. <laughs> so I feel bad for all those people whose houses are in the middle of the golf course. Because they're in the middle of a golf course? Yeah, like how many times a day does your house get hit with a golf ball? Not really that often. Most of the houses are not in, like, you know, anywhere near there unless somebody seriously shanks something, which... Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at some of these. Like, there's fairway, rough, a tree, and then a house. Yeah, no, you're right. Some of these are not the best, but yeah, no, that is a... Oh, that was... Okay, so that was Center Street they were looking at. All right. <laughs> I got so turned around in there, I'm like... Yep. I don't. But, I don't know what house I'm looking at here. Really cool, uh, cool whole course there, Andy. Mm-hmm. Looks good. The place I was at is a nine-hole course plus uh, mini golf plus batting cages plus uh, driving range. Okay, and it's just a neat little public place. It's very nice, very quiet. I found five beer cans tucked away in various bushes because mm. you know Wisconsin. Yeah. So like, no drinking on the course. Yeah, that that didn't go so well. Drinking on the course, they say. Sure. Right. Totally believe that happens. Yeah. There's a course near work, and it's not actually showing up on Google Maps. What the heck? Like, the the course actually exists, but I don't actually see a name for it anywhere on the map. Okay. But yeah, no, that was fun. So we did that. Neat. Knocked the ball around a bit. Yep. Just remember, if you you really want to get your money out of out of playing golf think of it as cost per stroke (laughs) yeah some of those things were yeah topped it a couple of times but no i was actually doing pretty good we actually got legitimate par on one of the holes too which was super nice it's like yes we actually shot par this is crazy nice yeah oh man those last holes so that's our sports talk for the day Oh, yeah, that we actually did that the day after we went to the Western game and then got kicked out of the stadium due to lightning. Oh, no. So we what's, were, the, what's the rule? Is it one mile of the stadium? Ten well, this, miles? This thing came right at the stadium. Ooh. So we, we were trying to get, because we were going to leave at halftime. The only problem is, you know, they kicked everybody out at yeah. halftime. Yeah. 
So we're trying to, you know, get on the bus to get back to the car. And, and so is just, everyone else. Yeah, so was everybody else. And the rain is, it's literally like monsoon type of rain. We're just coming in sideways and coming in hard. But what what's the official rule? Like, is it, because I know that they have to end the game if there's lightning within a certain distance. I think it's a mile, but it might be like five. I, I don't know. I mean, in baseball, it's like someone felt a drop of rain. But for football, like there's there's a definitive if there's lightning within X distance, then the game is over. Um, no, this one was just delayed. Ah, uh, they started it up again. Like halftime was around nine. I think they started the game back up again at like ten thirty. Finished up the last half of it. Western one seventy to twenty one. So it's kind of funny. I was listening to the last bit on the radio because you know I have to make sure that everything's still working because we've never actually dumped out of a game and then gone back into one before. Um, they, they announced like the official attendance, and I'm sitting there going like, "That's not the official attendance right now. <laughs> that was the official attendance." And then everybody <laughs> left at the start of the game. Yes, that was yeah, the official attendance at the start of the game. Now when you're announcing it, I bet you maybe it's the football players, the band, the cheerleaders. And you guys up in the box. Yeah, and the media people. That's probably it. So, that's sports. Yeah. I think food-related, or should we actually go to topics? Um, nothing that I can think of. To, I, oh, I, did, I, I brought home a, like, two-pound bag of kettle corn. That is a lot of kettle corn. Yeah, especially when you think of it as two pounds of popped, how much volume that has to be given how little popcorn weighs. Yes, no, that would probably be... um, I brought home a garbage bag of kettle corn, and I tried something I've been meaning to try. I put milk on it. Uh, why? Because the original idea for Kellogg's cereal was not cornflakes. It was popcorn, and so I thought I'd give it a shot, and I would try it. I saw it on Good Eats. Alton Brown did it. It's reason enough, enough to do anything, right? Sure. So I poured some into a bowl and poured some milk over it, and you know what it tasted like? What? Soggy popcorn. <laughs> but it also tasted a lot like the Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, the puffed rice that's coated in sugar. You remember that? Yeah. As a frog for the mascot? Mm-hmm. It, it tasted a lot like that. And so it actually wasn't bad. It's just, it's soggy popcorn and it takes a little bit of getting used to. If you're going to do this, go into it with the knowledge that it is, it's not popcorn at that point. No. It is puffed corn. You're, you're okay with that. As long as you think of it as puffed corn and not popcorn. Soggy. <laughs> Sorry, yep. I'm just. Nope. Oh. It, that, that's what it tasted like. Soggy popcorn. Well, now we, right, we sports. We hit food. Any other news? Mm, topics. Topics. All Lots right. of topics. We got topics. Which topic would you like to hit first? Oh, what topics would I like to hit first? Well, the Apple event happened. Yeah, they announced the iPhone Seven and the iPhone Seven S. S. Ah, I've I've seen a lot of jokes about this in the last. Sorry, like, I think it's the 7 Plus, actually. Yeah, it's not the 7S. Plus. No, it's the 7 Plus. Because they're going to wait for the 7S, and they'll announce it in, like, six months. Yes. And it'll have a uh, audio jack. They've gotten so much flack and taken so much shit from the, like, what's courage? Courage is getting rid of a 100-year-old technology. No, that's not courage. But they did get rid of a 100-year-old technology. They got rid of the 3.5-millimeter audio jack. Yes. The technology that works with everything 
Did you see the picture of it where they were talking? Because the, the, they got rid of the headphone jack, so it's just the one lightning connector on there. Yep, so you cannot listen to music and charge well, at the same time if you are using a wired device. They actually have a dongle that you can get that splits your lightning connector into two. Yeah. Into two lightning connectors. So you have this split going into your phone. And then one yeah. side of that split is your lightning connector to, to connected to your charger. The other half of it is the lightning connector that's connected to the lightning to 3.5 millimeter dongle, which is then connected to your headphones. Yeah. It is the most ridiculous looking picture I've ever seen. It's like, I got to do this in order to have my phone connected to a charger and have the headphones on at the same time. Yeah. That is. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, now we'll just put this dongle in here. No, no. You know what I think this is all about? It's all about DRM. They're, Apple's trying to get rid of the analog loophole for something iTunes related. You really think so? That or they're just trying to do more with because the, the, the 3.5 million, they have. You a don't think it's just a massive ploy because they want to sell? Hmm? I'm not sure. You, you, I mean, they're just trying to sell the headsets, right? Like that's they know people will buy it. Yeah. But uh, oh. they Sorry. also announced the uh, Apple Watch 2 with nothing notable. Well, not nothing notable. We talked about some of it last week. Uh, there's a GPS sensor built into the watch because I guess if you want to know where your watch is when it's not on your wrist. Well, it's got a brighter screen, new processor, same shape, same look, new bands. There's a specific Nike model. Um, I don't know. That's <laughs> it's like, oh, there's the Pokemon Go app for the watch. Yes, but you can't actually catch Pokemon with it. No, it just alerts you to the thing there, so you don't have to have your phone up and running. I guess. Um, but, you know, you could also just wear the Pokemon Go Plus wearable. Which comes out in three days. But who's counting? Someone who's probably got it pre-ordered? I do not have it pre-ordered, no. Oh. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I've I've been very kind of laid back about my Pokemon going late. Really? Because Niantic is, yeah, I, I don't play it very often. Hmm. We have not gone out to go Pokemon going in quite some time, actually. You know what this sounds like? What? Ingress? Ingress. Yeah. I mean, even think about when, when we were up in Manistee last week. At what point did we ever go somewhere exclusively for Pokemon Go? Well, we kind of walked the river walk because there was plenty of Pokemon stuff there. Mm, yes and no. We walked the river walk and we did Pokemon Go on the river walk. But yeah. that was not the reason for going on the river walk, as evidenced by the fact that we've gone on that river walk every year. No, that is true. Yes. I enjoy the river walk. It was very convenient that it also had Pokemon Go, but we also didn't drive out to it just for the, the game. No, that is true. No, we did not do it just for the game. So let's see. So we got the Pokemon Go, the Apple Watch. Um, there's a new double camera on the iPhone 7 Plus. Ooh, you mean like what the uh, M8 had two years ago? Um, there's a new home button. Uh, oh, okay. It's not actually a mechanical button anymore. It's uh, it's like the new trackpad. With so a- like what the uh, LGs were doing? My G3 doesn't have a home button either. Um, there's a new Nintendo game coming out. Mario Run? Mario Run, yes. It's, it's, an, it's an endless runner. It's yeah. Angry Birds. Not Angry Birds. Uh, Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird, but Mario. Yeah. Don't, Miyamoto don't. was there. Yeah, I was very surprised that they, they said Shigeru Miyamoto to that. Well, it's Apple. I mean, somebody probably said, oh yeah, no, we'll pay for his flight. Yep. First class. 
Yeah, of course. And the hotel. Of course. Uh, there's a new iOS coming out. Um, yeah, no, it's like, okay, we, we're all waiting for that one talk about the, the headphone jack. That's all I think anybody was waiting for was headphone jack, headphone jack, headphone. Yep, there it is. Okay. We can all go home now. Uh, and no one was surprised, but everyone was annoyed. I have seen so many jokes about it over the last couple of days. Oh yeah, no, there was late night people had it all the time. Well, who was it that, uh, Colbert said the next iPhone is going to be released. That's just going to be all headphone jacks. <laughs> a lot of people pointing out how Tim Cook is basically destroying the company. You know what it reminds me of? What? It reminds me of what happened to Apple in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, when they, they had kicked Steve Jobs out. And then they started making terrible, terrible decisions. And then Steve Jobs came back and saved the company. Mm-hmm. Except he can't come back. Nope. So... <laughs> Picture mid-90s Apple without Steve Jobs coming back. That's, that's kind of where we are now. That's, ugh. So yeah, so there was the Apple announcement, um, which also, for some odd reason, the same day, Sony had their announcements. Yep, for their new PlayStation. The PlayStation 4 Slim and the PlayStation 4 Pro. And... What is the what are the stats on the PlayStation Pro, Andy? Why should someone purchase that? Let's see. PlayStation Pro uh, will cost four hundred dollars. Launch in November. Did you, uh, did you read the PS4 event? Yeah, it's four K and HDR stuff there, but it won't actually play four K Blu-rays. Right, which is weird. Yeah. Right. Why and and why will it play four K games but not a four K Blu-ray? But I okay. So it will support 4K streaming. Yes. 4K streaming, yes. 4K Blu-rays, no. No, which means 4K games, probably not. Well, you don't have to have... You can have 4K resolution without having to have a 4K Blu-ray. Okay. Because video games are just data. True. It's True. not well, encoded... So are, so are Blu-rays, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Okay, I, I follow that. Uh, also, it's it's VR ready. Ooh. Hey, you say woo, but that's possibly the biggest like point of sale for this device. Every time somebody talks about VR, yeah, there's two things. One, Kate making fun of me every time I have a VR headset on. Yeah. How often do you have a VR headset on, Andy? The last couple of times I've worn it, Kate has made fun of me for wearing it because she says I look completely ridiculous. She's probably right. Although yes, I'm not no. sure that has anything to do with the headset. She is right. And then I'm just seeing people, you know, just instead of, you know, playing the games by themselves in the basement, they're not even, like, in the basement. They could just be sitting somewhere completely but, oblivious to the world. I mean, wouldn't that be better than them in the basement? I don't know. It's still, it's, I don't see it helping people unless they are... Helping fi- people how? How would you want it to help people? Like, help bring people together? Yes. Okay, so let's let's run with that. Because this is good stuff to talk about, right? Why should it help bring people together? Let's start with that. Well, you could have a lot of people in some sort of massively multi-online group VR thing, sort of like a Second Life or Ready Player One sort of thing. Okay. But that's still not saying, like, why it is the responsibility of a video game device to bring people together. Now, to to provide an argument or to play my own devil's advocate, I always say that gaming is inherently social. 
which this one is having one person with a VR headset on removes an aspect of that. Yes. To a degree. Well, it's, it's because I, and, and my counterpoint to that is keep talking and nobody explodes, which we played with VR. I, I don't for the longest time, unless somebody can, you know, get me in a VR headset and I can actually, you know, like it. I'm just, I'm not going to be a VR person. I'm just not. You, you don't have to be a VR person, Andy. It's not for you. I know. But at least not yet. This also may be a case of the crotchety old get off my lawn. This is your technology. This is your, your key point, Andy. This is your turning. Which is funny because... Um, this is where you go from embracing new tech to, I don't want that newfangled bullshit. Give me what I'm used to. Oh my god, Andy, welcome to midlife. Not having a midlife crotchety old man thing. This is totally a midlife crotchety old man thing. I was going to say, this is kind of funny though, because we currently on the TV have the Atari flashback hooked up. Yeah. So, you know, I was sitting there playing with the niece and nephew, some of the old Atari games. Yeah. And some of them, they were just like, what's going on with this? This is a controller and one button. I don't, I don't get it. So I'm like, oh no, this, this was, this was the thing back even before my day. This was the thing to do. Back in my day. So it was kind of interesting to see how they reacted to it. You're the kind of guy where, like, if I actually gave you a real holodeck, you would say, but but this is going to keep people away, and I'm not going to like this. I'm just seeing VR as a way of those people who are, are, who are already not wanting to... Disconnected. Yeah, already disconnected, just a way to keep them even more disconnected. I disagree, but I think we may have different definitions of connection. Is being in a guild and spending time online connection? I could see that. I was at some points, emotionally involved. Then what does it matter whether you have a headset on or not, given that you were still the only person in the room? If there, if, okay, if I've, you know, if I've got the headset on, if, if I don't have the headset on, I can still tell when it's daylight out. I can still tell when it's dark. I can still, you know, have my body, you know, pay attention to the circadian rhythms and you know try and make me go to bed at some time sometimes that doesn't work right i (laughs) that is a that is a stretch of an argument there sir because i from personal experience despite the fact that i had a solid wall of windows would often lose track of the actual time of day while playing games um so i don't know i just feel like it's it's another complete disconnect. I, I think you need to take a look back at your feelings and decide whether or not you honestly believe these or if this is just your rationalization for why you don't like this new technology. And uh, Andy, if you don't like it, that's fine. That's only you know, that that is completely up to you. But I think the reasons that you are giving are not necessarily the accurate reasons. The reason of I don't like it, that's an accurate reason. That's fine. I don't know. I'm going to 
I have to think about this. Okay. <laughs> Should we move on to something else? Sure, I suppose. PS4 Slim also was announced, which, you know, is yeah, just a smaller I'm, PS4. I am a little underwhelmed by Sony's announcements. I was hoping for a bit more, but I'm not really sure what more I wanted from them. There's a bigger one. There's a smaller one. There's a they new controller. There's a new camera. still expensive. I don't know. Should I get a PS4? Every time I plug in one of my consoles, I play for like 20 minutes and then say, you know what? I think I'd rather be at the computer. You've always been that way, though. Have I? I think so. I mean, there was a period where I was playing a lot of Xbox. That's where all my friends were. They were all on Xbox Live. And so I'd get on Xbox. I'd play. I'd do different games. Like my video game collection in my basement pretty clearly indicates that I did play a lot of console games. But I just, I, I like the computer. I like having the monitors up next to me. I like being able to alt-tab to, to swap the game, to have overlays, to be able to do things. Man, I'm just, I'm getting, like, crotchety right now. This is getting ridiculous. You are a crotchety old man. I think we have an episode title. Let's talk about something kind of more fun and that you, you hopefully will get behind, even though it's new and exciting and terrifying. All right. NASA just launched another rocket. Ooh, where's this guy going? This is going to another asteroid. Oh. It's an asteroid that orbits, uh, the orbit matches Earth's orbit like every six years or so. Okay. Uh, So we will be recovering this asteroid in like 2022. Oh, geez. But it's going to an asteroid similar to Rosetta, asteroid or comet, one or the other, and it's going to bring pieces back. Really? Yeah. This is the OSIRIS-REx mission. Wow, so they're actually going to go out to an asteroid, get some dirt, and bring it bring back. Bring it back, yeah. Huh. So, you know, how's that for awesome? <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. Can, to get back on the old crotchety thing there, uh, Elon Musk still doesn't know what's going on with the SpaceX rocket. Yeah, I saw that he was asking for, like, public footage. Like, yeah. if you have video of the explosion, he would like it. Yeah, if you have audio, photos, or videos of our anomaly last week, please send to SpaceX.com. Material may be useful in, for investigation. Oh, can you imagine being on the other side of that email address and having to go through everything that people are sending in? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, so he has no idea what's going on there right now. He did an opt-ed on Space News, and now he did another thing. I think he, he was like, oh, crap, this came out here. Now he's trying to do his Tesla Autopilot 8 news. Yeah. Evidently, will rely more on its radar. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. The Zumwalt has has left port. This is the new Navy destroyer. Oh, the really the one terrifying looks, one. Yeah, the one that looks funky. Yeah, a lot of hard angles. Yep. Hey, talk about radar. <laughs> yep. Well, that's what made me think of it. Yeah. Um, speaking of flying and other sorts of things, speaking of radar, flying. Yeah. Samsung, no joke, says in an actual statement by Samsung, until a replacement device is provided, Samsung asks all customers with a Galaxy Note 7 smartphone to power down your device and return it to its place of purchase at your earliest opportunity. Oh, <laughs> Oops. Samsung said, please take, turn off our phones. Don't just, don't even, just turn it off. Just turn it off for your own safety. Turn off the phone. Yes. Bring it back to somebody else. We'll give you a replacement phone until we can ship you another one. Oh my God. That's hilarious and awful. <laughs> 
I, I, oh man, I would feel, you know, if you had actually gotten the note seven, yeah, I would have laughed and then also felt terrible at the same time to you. Yep. I mean, by now I would not have the note seven. No. Right. As soon as they said like, yeah, we're issuing a recall. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to the store. (laughs) I'm not, (laughs) I'm not leaving until I come back with something other than a note seven. Yep. So I, I, that's not a problem. I'm not worried about that. Know that oh but man those that sucks man i wonder if apple is loving that when they're like oh we're announcing the new iphone 7 it's going to be coming out later this month all this note 7 stuff is going on this is perfect yep great timing for apple <laughs> great great timing for apple so speaking of recalls yeah general motors is announcing a recall on what uh, a GM vehicle between 2014 and 2017. So nearly 4.3 million vehicles worldwide. A GM vehicle or like all GM vehicles from that time? Uh, bu- bu- That's a v- lot of vehicles. Yeah, okay, here we go. Vehicles affected by the recall include the 2014 to 2016 Buick LaCrosse, Chevy SS, Chevy Spark EV. Okay, 2014 so it's to 2017. Buick Encore, GMC Sierra, Chevy Corvette, Chevy Trax, Chevy Caprice, Silverado, 2015 to 2017, Tahoe, Silverado, Suburban, Yukon, Yukon XL, Sierra HD, Escalade, Escalade ESV. Andy. Yeah. That's good. We don't Um, need to go through all of them. Well, that is basically all of them. Okay. 4.3 million vehicles. The reason? A software bug. Oops. There is is a software bug that prevents airbags from deploying during a crash. Oops. It may also prevent the seatbelts from locking. Wait, airbags have one job. (laughs) You're telling me that their software broke the airbag. Yes, software broke the airbag. The airbag that is supposed to go off under, like, one condition. Yes. In the affected vehicles, certain driving conditions may cause the airbag sensing and diagnostic module software to activate a diagnostic test. During this test, deployment of the frontal airbags and the seatbelt pretensioners would not occur in the event of a crash. So something is causing the airbags to do a self-test, and while it's doing the self-test, it will not actually deploy in the (laughs) event of a crash. Oh my god. Okay. Alright. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Ooh, software bug. Not good one. God damn GM. That's awful. Yep. This is all I can say to it. Other ridiculous news. Um, Alphabet is pont- uh, partnering with Chipotle to do burrito drone deliver or bur- drone. What would it be? Burrito drone? No. Drone burrito delivery? There we go. Drone, drone burrito. Drone d- uh, unmanned burrito delivery? Unmanned burrito delivery. Yeah. Burrito delivery by drone. Have you, have you heard, by the way, that the Air Force is now starting to move away from using the term drone and unmanned aerial vehicle? <laughs> what? what? They're, they're going with the, uh, I think it's the RPA, remotely piloted aircraft. Because calling it an unmanned vehicle or calling it a drone removes the fact that there usually is a person behind it. I, yeah, no, that, <laughs> really. Yep. But in any case, so is is Chipotle going to have someone behind the drone or is it just going to be like, go here, drop off burrito? Um, Okay, so let's see what's going on here. Project Wing drones will be guided uh, predominantly by software, but human pilots will be on hand to assume control if necessary. So they will be remotely piloted vehicles. Yes. With some autonomy. 
Now, it's mostly autonomy with some pilots. Okay. And so, yeah, no, there would be a Chipotle food truck on, this is going to be for the Virginia Tech campus. Okay. Excuse me, I need to go to apply to a Virginia Tech. (laughs) Well, it's only accessible to select employees and students. Oh, lame. So, yeah, no, they're they're going to try and do, not only that, it's going to deliver the food using a winch system. So this this plane hover drone thing is going to fly in with your burrito. It's going to hover... And then literally lower your burrito from the sky. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Chipotle del- literally Chipotle burritos delivered from on high. I, I I like this. This is this sounds really good. Now I'm hungry for Chipotle, damn it. <laughs> no matter where you're at. Chipotle burritos can find you. I know what I'm doing for dinner. Going to Chipotle. I think I'm going to Chipotle for dinner. <laughs> God, a burrito actually does sound good. Doesn't it? I know. Dang. I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to, maybe I'll text Lauren and see if, what, if he wants Chipotle for dinner. Oh, <laughs> we'll go yeah, stop we, over. We've been having a lot of burgers and hot dogs the past couple of days. Mm. Well, it's the end of summer, right? It's yeah. the, the time for that. Well, we also went to a tailgate before the football game. So, you know, tailgate food. Ooh, om nom nom. Yeah. There's the food that we were going to talk about. ITT Tech. Oh, those ads. Is, um, it is ITT Tech, right? Yes, it's ITT not IT tech. tech. No, it's ITT Tech. So it's really ITTT. Well, it's actually, if you want to go that far, it's ITTTI. ITT Tech, no, Technical Institute. Okay, ITTTI. So what is ITT? Why are, <laughs> what? First off, uh, if you if you haven't seen an ITT Tech commercial, if you don't know what the ITT Technical Institute is, it is a for-profit school. Yes, uh, where you could, in theory, go to get like electrical engineering degrees. Uh, it was it was a lot of OCED stuff. Yes, right. So it's programming, it's electricians, it's uh, that's pretty much all I know about them. No, it they was were a lot, for profit. Yes, it was a lot of yeah that sort of thing. Well, so what they happened? Now, they, well, the government has been cracking down on for profit institutions. Yay! So um, the uh, the the government stopped. You know, they, um, they they were going they were cracking down. So ITT Techs basically said, all right, we're stopped accepting people for all of our campuses. Oh, until you know we get this stuff worked out, and then all of a sudden. Last week, they're like, that's it. We're closing doors. My guess is because they're not going to get the federal government grant money that they've been using for whatever they're they're doing. Oh, my. What the heck does ITT even stand for? It's not even actually listed know. anywhere. What's What does the Wikipedia page say? It just says ITT Tech. Well, ITT Technical Institute. Maybe it was for someone's name. Headquarters is in Indiana, so it could be in Indiana. Headquartered in Carmel, Indiana. Uh, ITT Tech was founded as a, a, a founded as Educational Services Incorporated. Uh, it was sold to the ITT Corporation, which is the International Telephone and Telegraph. <laughs> that is the ITT in ITT Tech. Telephone and Telegraph, wow. International Telephone and Telegraph, because ITT Tech was founded as the Educational Services Incorporated and was sold to ITT as ITT ESI. And then in 86, they they renamed it to be ITT Technical Institute. Gotcha. Wow, that's... Wow, the ITT Corporation webpage, the history. Yeah. Number two is German subsidiaries in the Nazi period. Wow. Involvement in the 1964 coup in Brazil. (laughs) This is not a good company. (laughs) 
history number 11, criminal prosecution. This is not a good company. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's that's what ITT Tech was. Okay. Uh, so they're closing, yep. essentially. Like, Which is... I, that sucks for anyone who was, you know, in the middle of their program. Yes, yes, it does. But going to a for-profit university or any sort of for-profit school... I, I've talked to the people who've gone to those sometimes, and you're just like, I... Yep. I, I do have to say ITT Tech gave a lot of money to the robotics team I was I was working on when I was teaching. Well, no, yeah. They were one of our biggest sponsors. They They actually had an okay technical program, but it looks like the amount of money that they were taking from the government for these programs... is not... Quite in line with what they were providing. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, ITT Tech is now closing. A smart fridge. Microsoft is teaming up with somebody to create another smart fridge. And since this story is about smart fridges, I had to put it in here. You know, I want to put like a Google alert on the term smart fridge just so that we never miss one. Yes. Google alerts. Monitor the web for new and interesting content. Create an alert about... Smart fridge. Or Doing smart, it now. Smart fridge or smart refrigerator. How often? At most once a week. Automatic. English. Any region. Yep. Create alert. Done. Smart fridge alert made. So this one is actually, it will, it will be the fridge. It will actually be a little communication module that will actually fit into the refrigerator. Use a camera to actually recognize what objects are in your fridge mm-hmm. and keep track of um, what, when what was- you're... Yeah, what your inventory is. Okay. But if I really want to do that, I don't need just a smart fridge. No. I need like a smart pantry. Yes. I need an entire smart kitchen. The home of tomorrow. The Microsoft system can learn to recognize even new types of objects now as well. So if you bring in a different kind of milk carton, it will recognize, hey, this sort of looks like a milk carton. What if I bring in a water carton that looks like a milk carton? Like, do I get overrides on this? Or what if I reuse a container? So I have a a package of cookie dough, but it's in a little Tupperware. And when I finish with the cookie dough, we don't throw it out. We reuse the Tupperware. It's great for, like, leftovers. Yeah. Oh, how is, is Fridge going to know that? It's not. It's going to see the box and think. It's like, oh, you've got more cookie dough. No, <laughs> I'm not that unhealthy, Fridge. <laughs> fridge is telling you, are, are you okay, Dave? You seem to be having a lot of cookie dough in the fridge. Well, the worst part, like, is, is when these apps for your convenience start hooking into the things that communicate with your doctor. Ooh. And so then my doctor sees what's in my fridge. I was like, you really got to cut back on the cookie dough. I'm like, it's not cookie dough. <laughs> There are carrots in there, I swear. For the love of God, those are carrots. <laughs> there are I carrots. made beets. There are cucumbers, there are carrots, there are beets. But it's your just... fridge is telling me you have cookie dough. It's not cookie dough. <laughs> oh, the fridge is wrong. <laughs> Do not trust the fridge. These, But these are the issues that you and I brought up when we first talked about a smart fridge like nine years ago. Yeah. So people are still getting around to the idea, but they, they've not yet worked out the kinks. Nope. There are a lot of problems with a smart fridge. Yes. Yes, there are. All right. What else? Uh, the FCC has officially announced what they're planning on doing for these set-top boxes Ooh. in an op-ed in the LA Times. What? Yes, Tom Wheeler wrote an op-ed. To announce 
FCC direction? Yes. Okay. Is that binding? No. Okay. It's, it's basically, he said, this is what we're going to do, and then we're going to vote on it later. Ah. So they, they, they launched the original stuff there, they got their feedback, and then they he just posted an opt-ed to the LA Times telling them, okay, this is what we're planning on doing. Okay. Hey, Andy. Yes. Real quick, say it yes. with me. Op-ed. Op-ed? There you go. What did I say? Opt. Oh. You've done it twice. I, did, I would normally let it go with one, but you did it twice. <laughs> I... So the the proposed rule is that um, you no longer have to rent a set-top box. Pay TV providers will provide an app free of charge that consumers can download to the device of their choosing to access everything that they already pay for. So instead of having to, you know, run through the DVR box that we have currently hooked up to our TV, I could, you know, get an app and watch it through watch it through the Chromecast, the Apple TV, the Roku, the Xbox, whatever. Smart TV. Wait, but like it's still coming in over the cable. Yes. So I it's think. not that you're streaming it from your phone, it's just you're using your phone to control the cable. I do believe so, yes. Okay. Slight difference there. They also, they also want to integrate search so that they would require pay TV providers to enable the ability for consumers to search for pay TV content alongside other content. So instead of having to us go through, is, is this show on Netflix? Is this show on Amazon Prime? Is this show on Hulu? Is this show on our DirecTV On Demand? Is this show on TV right now? Instead of having to do each of those individual searches, it would have basically what Google tried to do with their thing and have a universal search box. Ooh. We just search it and it's like, this is on Netflix and on Hulu. Yes. And, and it's also going to be on, yeah, it's going to be on HBO tonight at 8 o'clock. Okay. Which is funny because the, the pay TV providers have said, it's like, but we're already doing this. Why are you requiring a rule for this? We're already doing it. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, yes, you're already doing it, but you're still requiring me to pay $15 a month for this box here that I could build a computer that could do the same exact thing and do it better. Yeah. Their response to that would probably be like, go for it. If, if this were not like a company saying I could do it better, if it was literally you, Andy, going to them and saying, I could do this better. Yes. They'd probably say like, okay, try it, and then laugh. Yeah, I think somebody actually, I think, oh, what was it? Comcast? Uh, what is uh Yeah, Comcast FCC responded to this saying that your, F, your set-top box plan is illegal. Of course they did. Comcast also claims the requirements to build apps would stop the apps revolution. What? You making me write a paper means no one's ever going to write papers. Uh. Okay, Comcast statements said further that Wheeler's plan would stop the app's revolution dead in its tracks by imposing an overly complicated government licensing regime and heavy-handed regulation in a fast-moving technological space. False. We also, oh, here, this is better. Ars Technica actually asked Comcast about this, saying how would a requirement to build apps would stop the app resolution? All right, so here we go. They pointed to a recent filing by industry members. The filing says that the FCC proposal essentially imposes a royalty-free compulsory copyright license to pay TV operators and programmers, which would be well beyond the commissionary's authority to adopt. Nothing in the relevant sections of the Communication Act empowers the commission to hand over a third party pay TV companies' rights to the proper proprietary technologies and services that make up their apps. <laughs> God damn it, you're wrong. Like, you're just wrong. It, that's, are you saying somehow that the guide on my TV is copyrighted under the way you have it set up? Really? I feel like there's enough... I feel like you, t- the TV Guide channel could go to you guys and be like, "No, we did it first. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what you're, this this is our thing first. You want you you want to claim copyright license? 
we'll we'll be sitting here, you know, wanting our cut. Yeah. Not knowing what standards or licensing is going to be for months and maybe years is going to stifle innovation. This is, oh. Why does this always make me feel angry? Why do we always bring this in the second half of the show? (laughs) You couldn't open with this? This is the crotchety old man show. We have to have crotchety and old and get off my lawn and anger. Yeah, but we we get plenty of that with VR stuff because you hate VR stuff. But you don't want to admit that you just hate it. Um... Uh, Playboy is messing up links. This is kind of interesting. Yeah. Did you get a chance to look at this one? No, no, I did not. So there was a a case and I, I'm trying to make sure I understand this properly. There was a case where a website had posted links to essentially like copywritten information. And we should be very careful about what we're saying here because they weren't posting a link to the direct stuff. They were posting a link to, like, here's where you can download this, which is a no-no, and I think we can all get behind that. But then they started posting, like, they took that down, and then they posted links to, here's where you can go to find this information. And they were required to take that down as well. Now, that's still kind of a a strange spot because it's posting instructions on how to break the law. But the court order is uh, if, if this company could profit from it, then published links still constitutes communication to the public and requires clearance from the copyright holder. So wait a second. So if you abstract that, it potentially sets up a situation where Andy and I, what we are doing when we go through and post our like 14 or 15 links would need to get permission from each of the sources. This would break the internet. I, yes. I know there are things that we always say, oh, this will break the internet. This will literally... That's kind of a core mechanic of, of the internet, and certainly of, like, internet journalism. Hyperlinking is... Heck, I most of the time when I actually look at an article, I don't actually link to that article. Normally, I try and figure out who they link to, who actually have was the original source. Yeah. Most of the time, that's it. So it's like... Although that's... that's uh, We should probably talk about that. That's considered rude. If I go to the primary source... Yeah, if you found it through someone else, you are supposed to give credit to that person and the source as well. And the primary... Yeah, so you see this, like, via something. So you'll see the source linked, and then you'll see via this other website. But sometimes the... So I'm going to have to double link stuff? What? Well, we, we don't have the infrastructure to support that on our site, the way we set it up. So, yeah. But in any case, yeah, it, it would mean that we'd need to get permission to link anything. That's... Oh. The court went against the advice of its advocate general. Wow. Advocate general recommended back in April that it should be irrelevant whether or not a site posting links to copyright infringing material is doing so deliberately. If that isn't the case, he warned, then everyday function of the internet would be at risk. Yeah. <laughs> your, your top advisor said, no, don't do, don't rule, no, this, this really shouldn't do this. You really shouldn't do this. You really shouldn't do this. You went and did this. Oh. <sighs> Please tell me somebody you know can... I, I don't know. Maybe Playboy as a company will go like, yeah, maybe maybe that got pushed too far. But <laughs> I doubt it. This, yeah, no, this, ooh, this could be bad. This could be bad. It could also be meaningless. Also right? true, it's yes. possible that it won't do anything or go anywhere. This is also in the European courts, so us in America, this would not technically affect us. Sort of. Why do we have holdings in Europe? It's the internet, Andy. 
yes, but do we have holdings in Europe? It knows no technical boundaries. Yes, but our company is based, <laughs> our LLC is based in the United States. True. Therefore, we are <laughs> under the jurisdiction of United States law, not European Union law. True. So this is not going to affect us either way until somehow somebody does something that says, oh, yeah, no, we got to, if it's law here, it's law everywhere. Once that yeah. happens, oh, boy. Then we're so do you want to end on a happy note? Sure. Okay, so um, the Cer- uh, Citrus County Sheriff's Office. Hold on, this website is playing audio. Where there no. is. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, the Citrus County Sheriff's Office down in Florida had posts on their Facebook page, the Wanted of the Week, where they post, you know, their most wanted list. Yes. They just post a new guy every week. Okay. Um, the, uh, the man in, that they posted one week, um, was a fugitive in Florida, uh, wanted for, uh, violating terms of his probation in a battery case. Um, he, he changed his Facebook picture to this wanted by, wanted of the week, wanted hey guys, poster. look at this. Uh, aren't the cops so inept? I can use their picture on my social media page. Look, it's me. And then he posted on his Facebook page that the police would not come and get him in Tennessee. <laughs> so He understands, like, states cooperate, right? Yes. Uh, police in the city of Stewart, around 30 miles north of West Palm Beach, said that they were able to track Mark Ye- or Mac Yearwood down after he switched his profile to the Wanted of the Week poster. He was arrested on Friday on the open warrants from Citrus County and a cannabis possession charge as well. Oops. Oh, that's... So, (laughs) the sheriff's office put his Wanted poster up. He changes his Facebook profile to said picture. Says, the cops aren't going to come for me. Who cares? And then they did. And then they did. Cops work together. Yes. You live in a single country. They might not have the jurisdiction to follow you, but they they can like work together. And in fact, usually they can uh, follow you if it's a what's known as a hot pursuit. Yes, no, there there is rules because people would always think, oh yeah, no, if I can get to the county line, this used to be the case where if you could get to the county line, they they, they had to stop. Yeah, they were other jurisdiction. They couldn't do anything. But now most of the police forces basically have a blanket cause saying, like, yes, no, if you're pursuing somebody into our county, we will give you automatic permission to continue the pursuit. Yep. <laughs> wow. Hey guys, guys, look, <laughs> I'm on a wanted poster. God, you're an idiot. Okay. Random review. Random review. I am reviewing Morris Toad. Morris Toad. Morris. Like M-O-R-S-E Toad? Yes. Like Morris Code. Oh, so Morse Toad. Morse Toad. Not Morris Toad. Morse Toad. Morse Toad, sure. Morse Toad, Morse Code. Sure. Morse Toad is a Morse Code learning app huh. that you can use on your Android device. Okay. How, it's pretty, it's how does bad. it work? Well, it does the Koch uh, method, K-O-C-H. It's one of the, it's one of the, there's a couple of learning methods for learning Morse code. And the Koch method is basically the one that everybody uses but, now because. Uh, usually K-O-C-H is cook. Cook. Cook or coke. I think it's the. Like the Koch brothers. I think it's the Coke or the cook. Me- it might be the cook method. I'll have to ask my dad. I, I know someone who pronounces it cook. I, uh, and there are the Koch brothers. So it's one or the other. Probably not the Koch method. It's German. It's a, cool. it's a German last name, actually. Okay. Um, so you actually, um, normally people would like learn Morse code or, like at slow speeds and then try and ramp it up to yeah. faster speeds. Nope. 
that this doesn't is, work. This is, this is full speed. Yes. You know, when we were playing Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes, I was starting to get the hang of Morse code. Well, this one, it, what it does is it starts you out simply with basically just two letters. And you get those two. And if you get 90% or better, you get to move on to the next step. If you don't, you can just retry this current step that you're on. Cool. Until it slowly starts to add more and more and more of the alphabet. How so, much so, do you have? Um, hold on, let me go to my phone. Was I doing it on my phone or was I doing it on the iPad? I think I was doing it on the Fire. That's the one problem with those effects. On the iPad. I know. Um, uh, that's the one problem is the fact, though, that the app doesn't carry over between my devices. Uh, let's see. I was not doing it on the iPad. I must have been doing it on my phone. I am at uh, challenge, I think, three or four. Because what they do is they give you a couple of letters, and you can actually, it shows a little keyboard on the screen, so you can actually see what the dits and the da's are mm-hmm. as you're learning the letters. So you're like, oh, like, da-da, that's an A, and you can actually look on the, the QWERTY keyboard on the screen and see the A, and it has the dit and the da on it. Cute. Uh, every couple of letters, it removes those. Oh. So in your mind, you hear da-da, and you're, you can't actually look at the keyboard anymore. You, you have just, to just know it's A. Yeah. So it's it's pretty pretty good. It's one of those things where it's like I, I've always wanted to learn Morse code and I've never actually gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's a free app. There's no ads, no nothing. Just provided out of the kindness of their heart. Yes. The other problem is though with the app, um, you cannot actually close the app. You actually have to like basically force quit it. Oh. Which that sounds you know, like that, a problem. Yeah, I know that that is a problem. But it's um, it's pretty good. People love it. It's pretty highly. It's four and a half stars on Google Play. One hundred forty five reviews. Cool. The, yeah, the only thing people really have complained about is the fact that there's no way to actually exit the app. Exit the app. You have to force quit. But. You can just hit home, right? Yeah, you hit home, and then you know you can bring up the on Android. You bring up the, like the list of all the apps, and you can just quit it out oh, that way, or you can just why, go to. Why the can't home I can't just leave it running in the background. You could leave it running in the background. I, I'm not. I can't control your phone. Does it consume a lot of battery when it's running in the yeah. background? No, it doesn't. It's pretty. So why do people care that you can't quit it? You can't quit most apps on Android. No, but it's pretty funny. the 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 guy's got little quips between each of the levels as well. So it's it's a pretty simple but pretty good app to learn Morse code. Neat. So yeah. How did Morse... you stumble upon this, Andy? Uh, Kate actually stumbled upon this. Oh. She How told me about it. And I'm like, you know, I've been I've been wanting to learn Morse code. So okay. Morse toad. It is Morse. Morse toad. It's no I. No. All right. right. There is no I. So yeah, there, Morse toad. No I in Morse code or in Morse toad. Well, there is an I in Morse code. What? Ah, yes. It's did in, it. In the, in the code itself. Yeah, it's did it. Did it? Yep. I did it. Random topic, sir. <laughs> You're trying to get away from that one. I am so, I'm, I'm running as fast as I can. Well, you're running towards a random topic, which I rolled ahead of time, and we've got tinfoil hats on cats. That's right. The That's random it. topic is tinfoil hats on for cats. cats. Well, f- sorry, four cats. Sorry, four cats. Tinfoil hats for cats. Which is this me, a business venture? I don't know. Is this a thing? Is this like a thing on the internet? It's like because they had that whole cat and cucumber thing, right? That cats are definitely afraid of cucumbers. Yes, because they which think is it's hilarious. a snake. Is that what it is? I do believe that's what it is. I think the okay. cats think it's a snake because it's it's adorable and probably really not good for the cat. Tinfoil hats cats let's see what this gets us i see a lot of pictures of cats wearing tinfoil hats yes they are adorable (laughs) 
I searched. <laughs> there's pictures of George W. Bush, which is a weird owl. Oh yeah, well, he, he did, did the foil song. He did the foil song. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of a tinfoil thong, which just looks pain- painful. Yeah, which is funny because people have all these things on here, but it's not actually tin. It's all aluminum now. Yeah, well, because no one sells tin foil anymore. No, it's all for what aluminum. it's worth. Aluminum would work just as well. Yes. I mean, if you're serious about this, it should be a lead foil hat. If you're really serious about this, yes. Okay, so tin foil hats for cats. I, 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 I have a feeling like the structural integrity of this hat would not be good enough to actually, you know, do anything with it. Maybe, maybe you're trying to design hats. Maybe you're kind of doing like a like a Pinterest plan or. or a... I think it's it's similar to the monkeys in a tuxedo, Andy. It's just there because. It's a picture of a bunny in a tinfoil hat. That is not a cat in a no. tinfoil hat. That is a... Why are there so... There's literally a Shutterstock picture of a cat wearing a tinfoil hat. Of course there is. <laughs> Somebody went <laughs> and took a picture of their cat with a tinfoil hat. And sold and, it to Shutterstock. And sold it to Shutterstock, or, yes. Oh, so you don't sell it to Shutterstock. You put it on Shutterstock and they sell it. And you get a cut. This is... This is the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. Why would you do that to your cat? I mean, I put hats on my dog. Let's be clear and honest, full disclosure, I do put hats on my dog. Are these like dog-sized hats or you just put a human hat on your dog? I put a human hat. My dog has a big head, so I put human hats on him and they fit. (laughs) Sometimes. What, What does he think of these human hats? He sometimes tolerates them. Other times he's like, the fuck is this? (laughs) Get this off of me. I can't imagine what would happen if I tried it with tin foil. I, I don't think he would be very appreciative of the aluminum foil on his head. Probably not. Oh, there's a horrible one. There's a picture of like a like a wiener dog completely encased in tin foil. Oh, your poor puppy. How did you do that? Yeah, be careful. You might overheat. Yeah. I, I, I don't. You don't what? What don't you? Like I, I you don't, don't even. I, I don't. I don't even. I. I don't know. You don't even. Do you? Do you? So you went from being a crotchety old man to a fourteen-year-old girl. Yes. Okay. This is. Oh, this, I, I. I don't know what else to say. Like, animals in hats are often very cute. Yes. But cats and tinfoil, like it just. I feel bad for the cat. Oh, I do, and I feel like this is a waste of tinfoil. Like somebody actually, you know. <laughs> I worked in a plant, an aluminum plant. This one yep. specifically didn't make aluminum foil, but the company did. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, it's a whole massive process of, you know, the, refining the aluminum and then pressing it out and rolling it up and distributing it out to the providers. And it goes to the grocery store. Somebody picks it up. And this whole chain of events. Just to get it into a crumpled mess on a cat's head. Yes. And I, like, processing aluminum is not easy. No, it's it's a lot easier now than it used to be. Well, now we know the science of it. Yes. We didn't used to. No. Tinfoil hats. Or cats. Or cats. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. That's what in my, my head the entire time, every time I said tinfoil hats for cats, I'm thinking that is, you know, the, the rejected Dr. Seuss title. It's, it's the, like, cat in the hat, it's the butter battle book, and it's... <laughs> Tinfoil hats for cats. It's Why do you put the tinfoil hat on the cat? It's the conspiracy theory version of Dr. Seuss. Ooh, that sounds like a great title for a book about Dr. Seuss as a conspiracy theory. Dr. Seuss predicted I, uh, ISIS. <laughs>
as evidenced in the cat in the hat, an allegory for religious uh, uprising. I don't know. I'm making shit up. Yeah. You should probably call it. Yeah. If, yeah. No, I can't. I can't. I can't go anywhere with that. So it's, uh, that's that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>